0: And now, it's Impeachment Monday, with the impeachment game getting ready to kick off on the floor of the United States Senate tomorrow. Let's do a little impeachment pregame show. And let's try to answer the question, do we the people have any shot at justice this time around? Because justice matters. Hey all, Glenn Kirshner here. So impeachment trial number two is getting ready to kick off tomorrow in the United States Senate. Let me just make a a few points about what we can expect to see in impeachment, the sequel, right? Because we've seen this movie before. First of all, I always try to put air quotes around the word trial because an impeachment trial is not a trial. It bears no resemblance to a criminal trial. There are no rules of evidence. There are no real rules of procedure except the makeshift rules that the Senate creates as it goes along. The due process rights that a defendant enjoys in a criminal trial, which can be found in the Fifth Amendment, in the Bill of Rights, do not apply to an impeachment hearing, an impeachment trial in the Senate. Um, Most importantly, the jurors in a criminal trial must be fair and impartial and must have no outcome, no no stake in the outcome of, of the case. And yet, the jurors in this impeachment trial have nothing but a stake in the outcome because they were witnesses to the insurrection, victims of the insurrection, and it looks like in some instances, aiders and abettors to the insurrection. This is not a trial. An impeachment proceeding in the Senate is a uniquely and exclusively political animal, and we need to keep that in mind. Okay, number two, how will this impeachment trial differ from impeachment trial number one? First of all, this will be a dramatically different impeachment hearing. Impeachment number one was all about Donald Trump's interaction with the president of Ukraine, President Zelensky. So what that involved was an illegal ask by the president of a foreign leader for Trump's political advantage. Okay, that ain't exactly the stuff of action movies. But what happened on January 6th, unfortunately, sadly, and horrifically, is the stuff of action movies because we saw it. So this will be a very different trial. Um, What kind of tactics might we see employed at impeachment trial number two. Well, if it were me presenting the case, I would focus on three things. I would focus on the word stop, Donald Trump's own word. Stop, an action word, a command. Donald Trump told those rioters, those you know prospective insurrectionists, get down to the Capitol, get to that federal building down the street and stop what is going on. The natural and probable consequences of him telling them to get down there and stop what is going on is that they were gonna go down there and try to stop what was going on. He told them to do exactly what they did. And when you can convict somebody based on his own word, his own command, his own directive, stop, that is a winning theory. I would also focus on the word steal because Donald Trump told them to stop what? Stop the steal. We all know nothing was stolen. So he inspired the insurrection from a platform of fraud, from a false premise. And what does that word steal do? It supplies the corrupt intent that Donald Trump had when he launched those insurrectionists in the direction of the US Capitol. That's how you prove criminal intent, right? Um, uh, Guilty state of mind, mens rea. I would focus on stop, I would focus on steal, and then I would focus on the emotion of what happened. Because trials generally are all about facts and law, but make no mistake about it, friends, they're also about emotion because you can give the jurors the facts all day long and the judge can then tell the jurors how they are to apply those facts to the law, but if you don't have emotion, if you don't move the jurors, the people, to want to hold the perpetrator accountable based on the facts and the law that they've received, well, then you're fighting an uphill battle, so it's all about the emotion as well, and boy... Is there a motion regarding what Donald Trump launched on the U.S. Capitol on January sixth? If it were me, I would not only play the tapes, but I would call the victims. One of the marquee witnesses in every murder case, and I spent 22 of my 30 years prosecuting murder cases and RICO cases in the courts of Washington D.C. One of the most important witness witnesses is a family member of the victim in a homicide case. And if the victim survived, you can call the surviving witness himself or herself. But, you know, the surviving family member, the mother of the person who was killed, for example, gets to testify about the loss, about what happened, about the fact that her family now has a hole blown wide open in it, and they and, and are experiencing wounds that may never bind up. So, yeah, there will be emotion in this impeachment trial, unlike the first one. Okay, number four, let me just take on the foolish defense that we've heard from Rand Paul and others, you know, um, the foolish defense that the Dems did it too. And they're gonna play videos of the Dems talking about, for example, what happened to George Floyd, that, that the Republicans will claim inspired protesters to, to get violent, right? So let me get this straight. They're going to prove that political speeches can inspire deadly violence, and they're going to use that as a defense? I would say to Rand Paul, thank you for making my closing argument for me, because what you're saying is exactly what Donald Trump is charged with using violent political rhetoric to inspire violent protests. Case closed. It's a foolish argument, and I think, you know, at the core of of this argument is, well, the Dems weren't punished for it. They weren't held accountable. They used violent rhetoric during the Black Lives Matter protests that inspired um, protesters to, to engage in violence, and they weren't held accountable. So what their argument is, is that if there are two bank robbers and one is not held accountable, then we should let the other one walk. We shouldn't hold the second one accountable either. This is the Republican defense of lawlessness, and lawlessness should be, you know, the rule by which we operate. It's a silly, silly position by the Rand Pauls of the world, okay? And let me also distinguish between what the Democrats were saying during the Black Lives Matter protest and what Donald Trump was saying launching the insurrectionist attack on the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. If the Democrats were out there saying George Floyd was killed by white police officers and that was false, that was untrue. George Floyd was still alive somewhere. That would be the Democrats using political rhetoric to inspire violence, but they'd be doing it falsely. That's what one of the things that distinguishes the Rand Paul nonsense. Donald Trump launched the attack from a platform of fraud because he told the protesters, they stole from you, they took your vote, they took it all away. Go back, stop it, and take it back. So on every front, that ridiculous counter-argument that we hear the Republicans are intending to present is a losing argument. Stay tuned, folks, because we'll be talking probably every day this week about what we see unfolding in the impeachment trial, the sequel of Donald J. Trump. And let's hope this time around, we the people and all of the victims of Donald Trump's crimes in and around the U.S. Capitol and across the country receive at least a modicum of justice because justice matters.